Hello and welcome, thank you for joining us here at Elam Church. You're joining myself, Reverend Ben Cooper, with Sandra Robson this morning. And we are in the persecuted church. It's that time of the week again, and we are gathering um, around these mics just to discuss and to have and to see what Sandra has to share today regarding Release International, maybe Open Doors and wherever she may take us. But it's a China update, so wherever you are, we thank you so much for sharing everything that we do here across all the social networks, across the podcasting platforms that we use. Amazon Music and iHeartRadio, Alexa and Google Play and so many other, 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 other areas of uh, the great world of technology that's available to each and every one of us but we would ask you that you would share everything that we do out we thank you for those that do do that and we thank you for the new listeners that are coming on and as you share this across the world we are blessed thank you so much for joining us this morning this afternoon or the evening wherever you may be as you listen to this stuff back we pray that you'll have a good day in the name of jesus sandra good morning good morning it's summer holidays Hurrah! Hooray. You're in. You've up. made it. You've come out of the lion's den. You've made it. You've been released. Yeah. Summer holidays. Yeah. Good Looking stuff. Forward to the break and to also um, look more at things um, yeah. while I'm yeah. while I'm not working and uh, teaching well. Yeah, so, you've uh, been very, very busy. But it let's, has, it has. You have, you've been blessed, yeah. you've been really blessed to yeah. keep been working and yeah. the supply chain that you're in and we thank God yeah. for the, the way that he's, he's fed you and kept you and looked after you through these number of mm. months and all the way through COVID as well. But we're going we're gonna to go into China today, aren't we? We're going to have a recap. Yeah, so we're having a recap of India um, and we were looking at some open door um, material and um, it was uh, saying about mocked beaten but unshaken and it was talking about how uh, indian uh, christians are still unshaken although they are being beaten um for believing in jesus because they're being accused of falsely converting people and there is now this anti-conversion law in a third of the 28 states in india which is just shocking and just you know sort of unbelievable that you know from as we said what what was uh, you know mm. the way india was and how um tolerant everything was um and that it's meant to be um you know a democracy and then um so i've got a little um testimony here that i was looking at in the prayer notes afterwards and um, i thought that was really good because it just um highlights how this um anti-conversion law is being misused because this guy he was raised a hindu in a remote village in central india and he was quite happy uh, he was settled married with um, two children and then his wife developed a chronic illness and um again you know out of like desperation she heard about a local church went along and was miraculously healed wow so this didn't just affect her this affected him Mm -hmm. and he started to ask questions and search the scriptures and um it ended up that he attended a bible course and he began sharing about jesus and his community and two years into his ministry and the persecution started and so he had actually built a church he was you know he so from that 
you know, healing. Mm -hmm. It went on to him becoming a follower of Jesus and an evangelist and planting a church. Um, and and then uh, you know in these in these days, uh, the church services uh, he was uh, shoved into their vehicle by the police, and he, they locked him up in jail for some hours. And he says they treated me harshly and tried to force me to leave my faith. And um, he said that he could have become un discouraged but knowing that people were praying for him and the support of partners open doors partners there helped him because they provided persecution survival training oh that's interesting survival training yes yeah and we'll talk about this more with um china so he said i was excited to learn about how persecution was relevant in shaping my faith he said i was also taught how um, i have rights as a citizen of india and i was doing nothing wrong by living my faith and what happened was another incident occurred where um, a mob entered his village and forced him to the local temple and he says i shudder when uh, when i think about this event but he said, I was able to speak boldly um, because of this training and say that I had rights as a citizen. And um, the, they, they were amazed, the police were amazed at my boldness. And they turned back the assaulters and they told them not to trouble me anymore. That's really encouraging, actually, to yeah. be bold, to be strong. For the Lord thy God is with you, you know. And we must remind ourselves that India is number 10, isn't it, on the list? Mm-hmm. India is number 10, and there's just under 69 million Christians in India. Wow. But such a small percentage they make up of the Hindu majority yeah. of that population. So what Sandra has given us is, is good news this morning, to be bold. So let's yeah. pray for boldness for the Christians in India, to be bold, to be strong, to, to do it gently, to do it in love to do yeah. it in, in a biblical way. Really yeah. good stuff. And, and to know that, you know, as as an Indian, you know, as we said, as a part of a democracy, they do have rights. And that, you know, needs to be asserted. And so this training is very, very important, very valuable. So we thank the Lord that for the wisdom of these um, partners of Open Doors for putting on yeah. this training and for what they um, provide and you know what they do um, based on other places in the world where they, they you know they do this training but they they particularly tailor it mm. for the particular situation and in this case um, it's India but um, it's really important and so just thank the Lord for these um, uh, advocates and people who do this training and support the church and so he's now been able to go and tell others and yep. support other churches yes. and um, replicate this um, training for them so that when they um, you know come into um, difficult situations they will know what to do so it's a passing on and a understanding of what is happening yeah to right really interesting so we need to pray we need to bring that before the lord you know god is moving very powerfully 
and uh, you can just go onto the World Watch list uh, through um, Open Doors Ministry, and you can have a good read through what it says about number 10, tells you who the Prime Minister is, tells you about the percentage of the believers, what the main threats are, gives you news on uh, pastors in India, gives you some details on the Supreme Court. There's a lot of information sitting on this website. Uh, it can tell you what you can, what you can achieve for £37 a month or a one-off payment. It's got how to help Christians in India. And it's got a beautiful little prayer just sitting at the end mm. of of the page there. So there's lots of resources on Open Doors. So that's opendoorsuk.org, and you will go uh, a long way with this ministry. You will go a long, long way. So God bless that ministry. Yeah, so there we go. So we're leaving India, and we're, we're going off to uh-huh. China. And um, as I say, um, this was uh, in the... Um, Barnabas Aid publication, um, not this time, but last last time, and I thought it was very interesting um, because it gave a different sort of slant on what's yes. going on with Christianity in China, and it also um, after I, I said I, I you know briefly met that missionary and he was talking about what's going on in China in different parts. You see, China is a very big place and. You know, um, there's different things going on in different places. There and is. There's rural there's China. Rural, yeah. And there's, you know, there's sort of um, more like, you know, that yeah. this sort of a very uh, busy buildings and all sorts of, you know, what, what we think maybe of, of China. And um, so I thought it was interesting just to look at um, the history um, where does uh, Christianity fit in China and what things have happened um, to um, bring about uh, China's view of Christianity today for the general oh, okay. Chinese, yeah. you know, and um, com- communism as well. So apparently um, China, Chinese Christianity, uh, there's been Christianity in China for a long time, mm. and um, it was established in the seventh century um, due to uh, Syrian speaker missionaries who came with the gospel and um, established the Church of the East. And the faith thrived in China for more than two hundred years, but then it underwent persecution in the late seventh century because the wife of the former emperor um, Wu Hu, she used her political power to promote Buddhism as a state religion. So that was the first thing. Then the next thing to come in with Taoism. And um, I'm going to briefly just um, give you the outline of that later on. Um, So then... That it was believed by the missionaries at that time that Chinese Christianity was extinct. However, it had flourished and it was still there. Okay. Um, and under the Maoist, uh, the sorry, Maoist, the Mongol Mongol leaders, um, it, it it came back to life. So it was pushed pushed right down um, in. 980 and um, you know um, it was banished but it didn't die it didn't become extinct because um, again um, it 
it came to life in the 13th mm. and 14th century and Mongol leaders themselves became believers. Were believers. But um, Christianity was then outlawed again in 1368 with the revolution that brought in the Ming dynasty. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it seems to be in and out. And then in the 17th century, Western minist- minist- missionaries such as um, Matteo Ricci helped to restore Chinese Christianity. And that was followed in the 19th century by somebody that maybe hope, uh, quite a lot of people would know, Hudson Taylor. Yeah, yeah. And um, he um, started um, the Missionary Society out there. And then Robert Morrison, and they translated the Bible into Mandarin, which was a big um, development. And the thing that they liked about Hudson Taylor was that he demonstrated respect for the Chinese culture right. the, and the norms. However, other Western missionaries didn't. And they had a flagrant disregard and even attempted to, uh, you know, contempt for the Chinese ceremonies and values, which caused caused Mm. a rebellion and distrust and resentment amongst them. Amongst the Chinese, so in 1850 to uh, 64, um, there was, you know, uh, an uprising which led to a civil war, which Western powers became involved in to try Mm -hmm. and destabilise China. Yeah. And the death toll was 20 million to 100 million people. Then, after that, you have the Opium Wars, which I'd heard about, but I didn't understand. And basically, that forced China to accept opium imports and open ports to Europe, shipping. And China was forced to agree with France and Great Britain, and it gave imperial powers extensive rights over trade with China and denied the right of China to control its own commerce and economic activity, which again caused resentment. And they they weren't allowed um, to uh, visit their sacred sites that they, the, the, you know, the, um, the powers that be from Europe um, built railways over places which were special to yeah. the Chinese people. Sacred ground. Yeah. And um, then it, it says later on, um, some missionaries behaved like imperial landlords, and then missionary stations were used as a means of um, dividing territory, leading to the fear that missionary activity was a ploy to carve up China among the Western powers. So these things are like deeply rooted. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing. And then the next thing is that China has its own religions and they're called the three pillars of ancient China. And that's Confucianism, Taoism and Buddhism. Okay. And, um, and they're all sort of, they're different, but they're all for harmony and um, very much um, focused on family and respect for elders. Um, Taoism is much more spiritual than Confucianism and represents the pushback against the strict customs uh, advocate, uh, 
advocated by um, Confucianism and it's wanting to bring a wholeness and a unity and it's this yin and yang idea, the darkness and the light. The darkness and the light. Um, and then it says the um, Buddhism, which originated in Nepal and India, became popular in China during the first century AD. Buddhist teaching further emphasises harmony and both Taoism, Buddhism in China continue to engage in ancestral worship. So, ancestral worship. Yes. So, when we read some of the stories, if we're in rural China, that is a problem when people become Christians that they're seen not to be following the traditions of their elders. Yeah. Um, So, Mm. causes conflict. Yeah. Remind about that. Because um, that's that's very scriptural. That is that um, ancestral uh, divination and worshiping um, your genealogy line and all the traditions that have come out of your culture. We need to be very careful of, of areas like that. Um, yeah, it's interesting what what comes up from that. So religion and philosophy. Um, leads to opposition to Christianity in several ways and they they've they've listed I think it's six, yeah four ways um the gospel is seen as diversive because it doesn't create unity because to their mind to say somebody is saved or unsaved that does that goes against yeah the okay. idea of harmony and unity and um, the claims of Christianity, one God, one Saviour, also come against all their yeah, all their, their thinking. <clears throat> yeah. Um, converts will, as we've just said, no longer worship their ancestors. And more f- and uh, Chinese society is focused more on the family, and mm-hmm. they see Christianity as being individualistic, a Western idea of being yeah. individual. Um. And that Christians tend to associate with Western values. Um, and so they're treated with suspicion. And fourthly, that Christianity may be a slap in the face to national pride. Because, again, um, uh, one believer was asked by her family, why would she choose a foreign religion when China had plenty of their own? On top of that, you have communism which came in in 1949. So it's very deep, isn't it? There's a lot of history, mm. so it just sudden, it just doesn't suddenly blow out of nowhere. Mm. There's a lead-up. There's a long lead-up Yes, and I think this is important to see where things are now. So, um, you know, Marxism came in, and mm. they said that a Christianity was a man-made thing, which is the opposite of what it is. But um, they saw it as a man-made system designed to blind the working class to their need for revolution and reconcile them to their oppressors. So, again, because they saw uh, Christianity as part of the imperialism yeah. of the West... Do you Again, see how it all yeah, sort of all connects and together. how yeah. they wanted to not be oppressed because religion had misused... Again, misused. So mis- religion... Yeah, had yeah. misused the authority of Jesus. Yeah. And so consequently, communist Marxism yeah. saw it as mm-hmm. a man-made system, which it was in, in a way. 
And so they saw it as an oppressive system, which is it isn't. It, no, but that's what but, we can see where they're looking, yeah. can't you? Because it, they look at religion. And, and what happened with what the missionaries the, and, what yeah. ha- and what happened with the interfering of the European powers yeah. in gone back, you know, yeah. with the, yeah. well, like we said, the open wars and all that. So it's interesting you can see how these things work, how things get corrupted, how they came in as a beautiful thing, you know, uh, followers of Jesus and then got corrupted and how then God... Ha- you know, uses the persecution yes. actually to purify Fire. things again. And so there's um, a process, isn't there? There is a process. There's a process, yeah. and and His ways are higher than our ways. Exactly, his, his and that's why I've got this. God's ways are higher than our ways. There we go. And the two things that came out of me reading this were praying for wisdom for the church mm, now, be because um, as it says later on about how some churches. You know there are there are Christians in in prison who have you know stood up, stood up for their beliefs and it's because they've had a Bible and it's because they've you know done done things or they've had a printing press, but others have got themselves tied up in the politics. Yes, yeah, of course. And that's what they said is a very great danger um, today. Um, that you know, and that's why do you need wisdom in in what you say and you know and, and uh, how we behave. So, um, but as we see, communism in the end tolerates no competitive worldviews, no. and Mao was extreme, and the revolution um, he had. Um, from 1949 to 1976 was a change of hearts and minds of the individuals. So it was like institutional brainwashing and he wouldn't accept anything else. And there was extreme brutality during that time. And he wanted to get rid of the four olds, the old ideas, old customs, old habits and old culture. And between 500,000 and 2 million people lost their lives. And Mao himself became his own sort of cult, quasi-religion, apparently. And they used to sing songs about him being the great saviour of the people. And then after Mao's death and the end of the Cultural Revolution, um, the Chinese government became tolerant again towards religion and uh, registered churches, part of the free self-patriotic movement, were allowed to reopen um, while in most cases the authorities turned a blind eye to unofficial churches. And what I thought was interesting was uh, also, because we had, I remember um, doing a piece some, well, I don't know, yeah, a few years ago now, uh, yeah, it would be last year sometime when we started, that saying about the Free Self Church and how... The Early Rain Church? No, no, this is this is the actual Chinese church, and we said that they had to follow what the authorities wanted. What, the pattern the, the government mm. laid out, yeah. Yeah, because I, yeah, um, I remember in an earlier podcast saying about this. Well, it's interesting how um, this uh, researcher says that's not actually true. Why the self-patriotic movement occurred was because they didn't like the Western style of Christianity. And so they wanted to be self-sufficient. And so they wanted a Bible-based response to the Western dominance of the Chinese church. 
Instead of relying on Western leadership, finance, missionary work, these uh, principles promote, um, pr prompted the Chinese church to develop its own leadership, fund its <coughs> own work and activities and train Chinese evangelists rather than relying on overseas missionaries. So that was the purpose. But again, that got infiltrated as well. And then it's saying about the unofficial churches as I say, their problems are that they can get involved in um, uh, political opposition. So saying sometimes in conjunction with Western forces, some stories um, in the West here of anti-Christian persecution are in fact a crackdown on political opposition, while churches that quietly teach and preach the gospel are often unofficially permitted to continue meeting for worship. So, um, and that was confirmed by this missionary. He said, if they don't, you know, if they just get on quietly yeah, and just talk yeah, about yeah, Jesus yeah. and keep to the gospel, keep in small groups, they can carry on. And there's amazing things going on among the drug So um, if, it, if it's kept you know, to scripture yeah. and it's about Christ, mm. it's fine. It's mm. when the westernized gospel comes in. Mm. And you can you can understand that because we get that over here that that infiltrates us as well, even in the West. So um, so it must be very um, awkward when they look at their circumstances, and you may have the Westernized gospel coming over and talking about um, flourishing, as in finances and everything like that, and and the the gospel peddled for cash. When actually, if you just talk about Jesus. You just talk about Jesus, the root of Christianity, and we've seen this before happening in these um, foreign lands where the westernized false church goes mm. in and it doesn't tie up with their lifestyle and everything, but Jesus does. So what mm. we're saying is if Jesus is spoken about, Christ is preached, mm. the unshakable um, gospel of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, it will be fine. <laughs> Yeah, and so, so the church saying that sometimes we might be a bit harsh yeah. towards um, China and what it's doing, and its response, like you know, this uh, internet business. Um, a lot of that is a concern of Western infiltration, um, and you know, trying to undermine the Chinese way um, of life. Yeah, and so just like it says, you know, that in the West we're concerned about what goes on on the internet and online, mm. and so um, they are too. They're bothered about, um, you know, extremism and about forms of Islam and far-right content. So in situations like this, we should follow the wonderful example of our Christian brothers and sisters who long before the regulations even came into force were making plans to adapt and to change their ministries so as to continue with brave stand for the truth that never changes, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us continue to pray for them and for the spread of the gospel in spite of obstacles, opposition and persecution. So they're not saying there isn't, but they're just yeah. giving a more balanced... Um, overview and then I just want to go to early reign because he did uh, say he was very careful to say he wasn't in opposition to um, the government it says in a public declaration um, Pastor Wang recognised the authority of the of the Chinese government but said when human laws contradict the laws of God Christians must follow God wow um, 
and um, very interesting. So follow God. This yeah, this is from China Aid. How much more time have we got? We're okay. We're yeah, on. We've got okay. ten minutes. We're good. Keep All going. right. So um, keep going. Keep so hydrated. It says. Um, there are too many prisoners of faith in China to be able to keep count. Um, but it too is, many prisoners yeah, of faith. Uh, now. Now. Yeah. Whoa. And that includes not only these unregistered churches, but the three self-churches as well, the ones that were following the gospel. So that's, again, what we need to see, that not all these churches were doing what the, the authorities wanted them to do. They were... <laughs> following the gospel yeah and we know because we um talked about one of those guys we did I've, talk about one I've of them i've forgotten his name a pastor and he was a free self person but yeah. he wanted to follow the gospel and he saw the corruption mm. and they wanted his land didn't they they did and um and so he ended up in prison and then you've got brothers and sisters who've been trying to show what was going on in covid they've ended yeah. up in prison and then you've got this church, which was unregistered, um, but was one of the largest unregistered churches. And so they've made a real example they've of it. They've made an example. And it is very sad what they've done. But as I say, they say to pray for their persecutors. Um, but again, you know, again, there's a sort of purification process going on as well. Although it's, I mean, really, it's a very it's fine a, line, isn't it? so Very much what he's going line. through um but as we we say you know when you know somebody's taken out it can encourage others mm. to think about their faith yeah and to then make a stand which they wouldn't have done if what you know these other people hadn't suffered in the way that they are so no, uh, right. so yeah, right. um it was attracting up to 800 people. It had a Bible college and a primary school. Um, and it was just simply too large to be ignored. It was too large to be ignored. So, that is fantastic. So December the 2nd, 2018, the authorities seized um, Pastor Wang and his wife and wow. over 100 church members. And then they closed the church, accusing um, Pastor Wang of inciting subversion of the of state power and running illegal op business operations. And um, what were they? They were that he ha was producing Christian books, and he was leading an unauthorized um, unauthorized church. Wow. So subversion was to lead this church, and his illegal business was producing Christian books. <sighs> So he was given a nine years prison sentence, which is, is the longest handed out to a church house pastor in more than a decade. Reason? Because they proclaimed the full gospel of Jesus Christ and the ultimate authority of the Bible and honoured Christ as the only head of the church. Whereas we know that mm. they're saying China, the head is um, Jinping. And um, so there's a clash there. For, for uh, many Christians in China, this is the heart of the issue, that an atheist state is demanding total control over the church. It has driven many Christians to worship in unregistered or underground churches. Yet even the state's three-self-patriotic church is not immune from persecution. Church buildings have been demolished and their crosses torn down. 
Congregations are monitored using face recognition cameras. Pastors are state appointed and preaching regulated. So that's where it is now. And Pastor Wong uh, was a legal scholar and he was outspoken on religious freedom. And he had an annual prayer meeting which marked the massacre of the pro-democracy campaigners in Tiananmen Square. And that really um, angered that, the president. That set a fire going. And um, mm-hmm. he called for the president to repent of his sins. And cheaping. And in a public declaration, um, he, as I say, um, said that he recognised the authority of the Chinese government. But when it contradicted... Um, the the Bible, then he had to do something about it. And 439 Chinese pastors agreed and signed the declaration as well and um, called for an end of persecution. Uh, And during this time, the authorities have not allowed him to have any family visits. They kept it banned for three years. His wife could phone, but um, any mention of God and the phone was cut off. They fed him mouldy rice um, that was years past its sell-by date and they blocked news of him. And there's just been a scrap uh, in 2020. He wrote, I am mute, I do not open my mouth. They've subjected his family to 24-hour surveillance. Uh, They've installed um, 360-degree cameras in the home, even in the bathroom. Even in the bathroom? Yeah. Goodness, yeah. goodness gracious me. They've taken her son out of school and he now has to go to a school that they've decided and they say uh, the uh, the um, the Christian um, organisation China Aid say that he's become withdrawn and uncommunicative. And uh, Pastor Wang's parents who are in their 80s, they've been forced um, to stand to attention in their, in 80s. their home. Yeah. So, oh, so these are the benign, benign um, reprisals of, you know. Uh, and then um, they've humiliated other people in the church by um, filling their keyholes with glue and uh, covering their doorknobs with paint. Um, they've broken into houses. Uh, one member of the church, her house was broken into. Seven police officers broke into her house and found her son and six other children studying together. And she then was accused of running an illegal uh, school, private school. They broke her jaw and removed certain things. They also slashed her car tyres so she couldn't get help. Uh, so there is... There is, <laughs> there is, there is serious going on, um, serious persecution, you know, and they have made an example of this particular church. And so, um, the leaders of that church are eighty years old. Have I got that right? They, no, that's his parents. That's his Pastor parents. Wang's okay. parents are in their eighties. Right, okay. So, what they're saying is. He's in prison. So now they're punishing everybody around him around and his family. Him. And that will punish him more because when mm-hmm. that news gets back to him, that will mm-hmm. hit him extremely hard. A messenger of Satan. Yeah. Lord, give him strength. 
So it sounds like triumph of darkness over light, a victory of banality of evil, a thriving church forced to close, its members intimidated, humiliated and scattered. But they are not fearful. And that in itself is a sign and a wonder. As a pastor Wang wrote in his declaration, the Chinese communist regime is full of fear for a church that no longer fears it, a church that has died and has been resurrected. So new leadership has stepped forward. Uh, Titus Wu is not his real name. Um, He um, is... uh, saying that he's, uh, there are new converts and baptisms since um, yeah. that crackdown. Um, and he says, the example of Pastor Wang standing firm in his faith has greatly encouraged him and spurred us on to serve God, serve God even more with greater fervour. Another church member who's jailed for five days for posting on social media, God protect your church, led three of his cellmates to Christ and baptised them in the sink in their cell. This is cell. amazing. This is great. And in uh, Hong Kong, where the Chinese crackdown grows even tighter, a pastor wrote in a world magazine, with no regrets or fears, we are willing to walk alongside Pastor Wang. It's a dangerous, it is dangerous to follow Jesus today, but we're still going to do it. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Baptism in, in prison. Mm. Salvation in prison. Yeah. God is rescuing. God is healing. Yeah. God is moving. So there you go. We've got a lot to pray for. You know, praying for China, praying for India, Pastor Wang's family, the church, you know, the early rain church and the free churches and all and the governments in, in China. We just lift them up before the Lord. Yeah, and that, you know, um the things that have caused them to yeah. uh, be suspicious of Christianity yeah, and the to things. tighten their belts, Lord, yeah, that give they them would the meet, truth. Um, Jesus in dreams and visions, yeah. and in um, you know, in the people, um, in, in the prisons. And um, you know, there's another piece in Barnabas about uh, biblical foundation has been set up. There are things going on, um, because uh, as things get bigger. Um, as we said, you know, um, deception creeps in, uh, wrong teaching creeps mm. in, um, you know, error creeps in, and that's one of their tactics to take away, you know, the Bible so that these errors will increase. Mm. And so, yes, I think there's a great need for wisdom and to be on our knees and, um, as I say, to be following Jesus and not looking to the left or the right and getting um, distracted by things um, and being very careful about um, what battles we decide to, yeah, fight. you know, fight. Um, thinking about this country and certain things that are, mm. you know, um, on the horizon, things that are coming in. How do we deal with them? How do we talk about things um, so that we don't go down a path that is destructive, that, you know, that we go down the path that brings life? Um, but we do want to stand with our brothers and sisters about these things that are, are going on um, that they've been made an example of. Um, so, yeah, we do, you know, and we just thank the Lord for their um, their faith and their tenacity 
and uh, you know that they continue to stand and um, to give them strength and courage um, in in that. Sandra, so. you brought some beautiful stuff to the mic as you always do, and the simple thing that comes to my heart this morning is because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Yes. And we pray for China, we pray for India, we thank Sandra for what she's brought to us today. Wherever you are, please share this stuff out regarding the persecuted church. You can find us on all the social networks. Have a look at Trans World Radio. Have a look at Open Doors, uh, UK.org online. Have a look at Release International, Barnabas as well, Sandra. Yeah. Um, any more in the mix before we say goodbye to anybody? Um, just as I was saying about Egypt, um, a, a note for praise. Um, as I said, more churches have been given licences and um, one of the reasons um, for this is that there's been a redistribution of power and that um, President Assisi has um, given, uh, made this uh, guy, um, uh, Bosus Fami, uh, at the, uh, the judge, mm-hmm. the highest judge in, in, the, uh, land. in the land. Okay. And he's a Christian. Praise God. And so... Good news. Good yeah. news. The gospel is good news. So wherever you are across the earth, please lift up our brothers and our sisters in the mm. world of the persecuted church. And yeah. also, please pray for the UK. Please pray for the church within the UK. May God strengthen you today. Have a wonderful day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad. Never give up. There's always hope. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the way forward. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Eden Church on this latest podcast. You can find us on Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Alexa, Mixcloud, Facebook.